Welcome to another episode of Bible Conversations. Today, we're going to be talking about talking with your neighbor with Brandon Watson. Welcome back, everybody. We are excited you're here. Dylan is actually at, at PTC, or preacher training camp, this week. Uh, so I get the pleasure of talking with Brandon all by my lonesome. And uh, I, I've known Brandon for, for quite some time now. Uh, in fact, I think he was one of the first uh, preachers that I heard outside of my home congregation up in Durant uh, at a college retreat. And so uh, I have a lot of respect for him, for his family, and uh, very excited to, to get to talk with you. So uh, instead of me telling everybody about you, why don't you tell a, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, well, I appreciate it, Chris. I appreciate the work you're doing and also Dylan as well. I know you are doing a great job. And um, me and my family, we've, we've been in ministry for um, right about 15 years. Um, my wife, Whitney, is from Carlsbad, New Mexico. We got married in Durant, so that's a <laughs> good home base, uh, yeah. familiar for both of us. Yes. Um, we've, we um, moved over to Greenville. I was youth minister over there for 10 years, and then I've been in Corsicana, Texas, at West Hill Church of Christ as the uh, family and education director for right at five years. So I've got three kiddos. They're with me here tonight, too, uh, yeah. and so I'm excited about that. I'm glad I'm glad. I'm very blessed that my family gets to move around with me and go uh, hear me speak, and my wife gets to speak out some as well. So yeah. it's a blessing and all. So. That's good. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess tonight we're, you're at least with the congregation going to be talking about going and talking to your neighbor. And you know, just before we started, I was like, I'm not, <laughs> not, I'm not very good at that. And it's, it's such an interesting phenomenon. I think you know we're we're happy to go across the world, get on a plane, and then go talk to everybody out there. But when it comes to you know, neighbors or family or whatever. It's just a, it's a whole different thing. So I, tell me about it. <laughs> well, I, and part of this, you know, it's going to be piggybacking off the lesson for tonight. But, yeah. you know, I think there are a, a few things that we get caught up in that we, we either think they're already churched or we think, well, they're not going to listen to us or what well, we have tons of excuses of reasons why we're too busy. That's the American way. Yep. And so I think a lot of times we get into our own heads a lot of times and yep. we make excuses for why we don't or we'll eventually get around to it and we don't ever make time for it. So if yep. we're not intentional about it, yep. then we are never really going to go to our neighbor. Yeah. And so I think that's the start up from it. And so in the lesson tonight, I'm going to talk about some reasons, some whys, and, okay. and even some myths that maybe we even buy into sometimes yeah. and, and deceive ourselves yeah. of why we don't go talk to our neighbors. Yeah. And I think we buy, into, we buy into these myths, we buy into these lies probably more often than we realize, yeah. and probably without even realizing we're doing it. Yeah, yeah um, for sure. So one of the things that comes to mind was a story, you know, you know, Jared Hyatt and yeah. um, good, good buddies with him. And, yeah, he's a good guy. Um, he had, he had told the college group, this was, I don't know, probably, it seems like it was 10 years ago now, which is crazy to me. But anyway, a long time ago that uh, he had a roommate and he had told himself like, I'm going to talk to my roommate about Jesus, talk to my roommate about the Bible. Right. And, uh, so he went a couple of weeks and he hadn't done it yet. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. A couple more weeks pass. He hadn't done it yet. And he goes, all right, I'm not eating until I talk with him. I'm going to fast until <laughs> yeah. I talk with right, him. Right. After like a day and a half, he was like, all right, I've had enough. Hey, come over here. Let's talk. <laughs> and so, but, but it's that idea of being intentional, of yeah. being purposeful because we do, we make these reasons. These, you know, I've got homework. I've got, 
uh, when you're in college, right? I got homework. Or if you're not in college, you're working. You know, I've got my job. I've got, you know, I've got my kids. I've got my family. I've got all this stuff. And, and all of that is certainly important. Right. But it doesn't negate the importance of talking to people about Jesus. Yeah. And we'll, we will put our time, our energies, our money, everything yep. to whatever is most important to us. Yes. And we will make that time and we will, whatever that case is, okay. I'll, you know, kind of go along with that story of, I was going to mention this tonight, but Whitney and I were attending Bear Valley Bible Institute in Denver and we were on a campaign trip down in Mustang, Oklahoma. And we okay. were supposed to go around doing some door knocking. We've been out for most of the day. It's kind of wrapping up the day. Yeah. And there was uh, one more street we could hit, but I was kind of like, you know, we've we've had a lot of no's today. Nobody yeah. really wants to talk about Jesus. I, I yeah. think we're done. Let's go ahead and get in the car and go on yeah. home. But she saw a garage door open at the end of the street. Yeah. She said, there's one more person we could go talk to. Yeah. And I said, uh, they're probably not going to listen to us. Let's go on home. You know, I'm prejudging already. Shame on me. Yeah. Um, but anyway, she convinced me. Good thing I have a good wife. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they keep uh, us in check. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I We go down there and visit with the guy. And long story short, he ended up wanting to have more Bible studies. Yeah. He became a Christian. His wife became a Christian. He started to evangelize more people. But once again, if we will just take the chance sometimes yeah. and not be so nervous or scared about it, yeah. uh, you never know what will come from it. Yeah. Well, the uh, the parable of the sower uh, comes to mind. I, I don't know if you're going to be talking about that. No, actually, I'm not even going to use that one tonight. Okay. So well, I'm glad we, we can well, talk about let's, it. Well, let's talk about it then. Uh, in, in Matthew 13, I'll go ahead and read through a couple of verses. And there's there's a – I mean, this, this parable is famous. Right. <laughs> and it's famous for a reason. Uh, we'll, we'll try to draw a few things out. But it says, That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. And great crowds gathered about him so that he got into a boat and sat down. And the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears... Let him hear. And we skip down to verse 18. It says, Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. When tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away, as for what was sown among thorns. This is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, and another sixty, and another thirty. And this, this parable is just so poignant and so potent, I think, uh, you know, the, the seed is the word of God. The sower is, is, is us. Hmm. Um, and, and the, the soil is everybody else around us. Right. Right. And what I find really interesting, and I think we talked about this a little bit last week. Uh, but what I find really interesting is that the sower is absolutely indiscriminate about where he's sowing the seed. Yeah. Which means as soon as he's leaving his house, right? Go talk to your neighbor, right? As soon as he's leaving his house, he's starting to sow that seed. Yeah. He's not waiting until he gets somewhere else that he hasn't been. He's not waiting to go 
wherever he's he's starting as soon as it's time he starts sowing that seed and i i do i think we we place so many trip mines around ourselves when it comes to our neighbors yeah. because we we quote unquote we know our neighbors yeah we we supposedly know our neighbors yeah. <laughs> but if we really ask us in this day and age we know our neighbors through maybe facebook or through media or some source but to go face to face and talk to them that yeah. is such a almost a distant thing nowadays yeah. where you know go back a couple of generations your parents maybe even grandparents generation they were having them over in the house in their houses and eating dinner together and yeah. they knew their phone numbers which we don't know either <laughs> yeah. but but they they knew their neighbors they could tell you some stories about them where yeah. now we do good to know the names yes. of our neighbors so i think it's a it's a cultural and society type deal too that yeah. we fall victim to. But once again, going back, you said to the intent, uh, you know, if we wake up in the morning with the thought and the mindset, I'm going to evangelize or I'm going to talk about Jesus today, yeah. then that's what we'll do. Yeah. Where if we don't have that mindset and we don't think about it, or it's a second thought, then yeah. we're probably going to bypass that yeah. because once again, we will do whatever we're thinking about or whatever is important to us. And so that may become the question we have to answer ourselves. Yeah. How important is God to us? Uh, and do we realize what he's done for us in our lives? Maybe we're not, we've maybe become a little lackluster. We, we don't, yeah. uh, we don't have that fervor still. Maybe our fires burn down a little bit and we have to rekindle that. Yeah. Um, so kind of where we're going tonight, bouncing off of, of the uh, parable of the sower, you look at sometimes we, we, we quit because we get discouraged. Mm. Um, we, we don't want to, we, we're, we're, you know, we don't like discouragement. We don't like reject, we're being rejected. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> you know, as, as, yeah. as guys growing up, you know, you don't want to go ask the girl out because you're afraid of being rejected. But yep. you never know what she'll say unless you actually go ask. Yeah. Same here uh, in the same, same thought process. Yeah. You never know what their answer is going to be unless you go talk to them a little bit. Yeah. And you could uh, open up doors that may not otherwise open. Yeah. Well, and, and when we talk with people about Jesus, you know, it's growing up as guys, if you go ask a girl out and, and she says no, she's rejecting you. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. very clearly, no, I don't want to go out with you. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then you think, what's wrong with me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Am I ugly? Like, yeah. You know, and the answer is probably yeah. Yes. But, but regardless, <laughs> they're rejecting guys. When we talk with people about Jesus and we share with them the love of Jesus, we share with them the grace and the mercy and, and, and everything that goes with that, and they say, no, nah, I'm good. They're not rejecting us. No. They're rejecting God and they're rejecting God's message. And you know, I think so often we think that, well, people don't want to talk to us. Or you were telling the story about in, in, uh, in Oklahoma going and, and door knocking and, you know, well, we've gotten a lot of no's. We've gotten a lot of rejections. Like, well, no, God has. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got, you, you hadn't, right? But it's that mentality of, I've been told no. And so we take it personal. We take it personal. Yeah. We definitely take it personal. And that makes it, uh, that puts red flags up or that puts the caution flags up in our mind to, yeah. hey, I don't want to, I don't want to encounter that again. I don't want that to happen again. We love successes. Yes, we but do. But we hate what we consider failures. Yes. And so we usually need a lot more successes than failures. So going back to this, when you do have that success, man, that really turns it yeah. around for you. You yeah. know, when somebody is receptive and they're like, uh, in more recent Bible studies, the last year or so, um, I, I've been more astonished at how many people just don't know about the Bible who have grown up around the Bible, if that makes sense. Yeah, makes perfect um, sense. They, they think they know about God to a degree, but you start getting into a Bible study and they have really no idea. And so yeah. when you start showing them the scriptures, man, their eyes are opened and then they they yeah. want to know more. Yeah. And so that's that's rewarding yes. for me. Anyway. Yeah. It's, 
you know, it's interesting. People, I mean, we're in the Bible Belt, right? Like this is, it's it's normal to see a church on every street mm-hmm. where we're at. And a lot of people go to one of those churches, right? And I'm not saying that it is the church, right? It is the same. Right. I'm just saying they go to, in, in Christendom, right? They go to a, a church. And yet you talk to somebody about anything, as you're saying, and it's, it's, it is, it's astonishing. The lack of legitimate scriptural knowledge. They have, I think, what ideas or perceptions of what they think might be right. <laughs> yeah. But it's not, this is what God says. And it's, it's, it's mind boggling. Yeah. And, uh, it, it really goes to the importance of, we've got to ask people if they want to study the Bible. Yeah. Doesn't matter what Chris says. It doesn't matter what Brandon says. Nope. What, what does God say? What yep. does He want? And do we know about Him? Yeah. And I think we live in a superficial world to a degree, a superficial religious uh, thought process where yeah. we say we do, but we really have no idea. Yeah. And even I learned that about myself. I, you know, there's so much stuff I, I think I've learned that I, I I've learned I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I got to go back and you know I, I need a better relationship with my God, and that's going to propel me forward yeah. to want to go and talk about Him more when I understand yeah. what He's done. For for me, when I understand the spiritual blessings that I can gain from that, uh, that's going to be that's going to make me want to go tell others. Yes, uh, you mentioned Jared a while ago. You know, sometimes we do have to maybe even make a little competition with ourselves. Yep. Of you know, hey, I'm not going to go. I, I'm gonna, I'm not going to eat until I go and I talk to this person. Yeah. You know, maybe that's a um, one of those things that we have a buddy that we're trying to see how many Bible studies can we get in a, in a week or yeah. in a month or whatever. Yeah. Little I don't think that's a, accountability partner. I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I think no. that that helps. Uh, propel us forward. Absolutely, it does, and so. yeah, it's it is difficult as well. I think some people struggle because they don't feel like they have the knowledge, yeah. right? And and you know, we we just kind of talked about how a lot of people in the world or that think they're religious that they don't understand or they don't really have a, a biblical understanding. Well, even even members of the Lord's Church who have been going their whole life don't feel like they have the knowledge to study with somebody. Yeah. And what I mean, what would you say? To somebody who's who's going through that, right? Who is who, who has these self doubts about? Well, I don't know if I would be able to lead somebody to Christ because I don't know that I have the knowledge. What would what would be your response to that? My response has been so far: <laughs> tell them what you know when you when they ask, and tell them as long as you can. Yeah. And then they're going to ask more questions, and you're going to get stumped. Be ready for that, I think. Yeah. Um, because we, we, we think we have to know everything about it before we go out. Well, I, I think that's a false assumption for yes. us. Um, we tell what we know, and that's the best way I have grown, personally, uh, is for me to get stumped on questions. I don't like being wrong, really. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't like not knowing something. I hate being caught off guard and being yeah. like, oh, what's this question I have? Oh, uh, I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, but those have been the best learning curves and yes. tools for me because it makes me do one of two things. It makes me stay in ignorance or it makes me go back and I start looking for that question and how to answer that biblically. Yeah. That way I can come back and say, oh, well, here's an answer and we can study this together. Yeah. And so that's been a that's been a, a huge help for me. And that's what I encourage others to do as well. Yeah. Just try it. You, yeah. you, you don't know what to expect. And sometimes we... we heighten it too much of what the expectations might be. And and it may just be somebody just needs to talk to you about troublesome times in their life. And you bring in the thought of Jesus and that brings them a little hope. And then, then it moves forward to, Hey, let's, let's get into some study. And then you, um, the other, other thing is I think a lot of people don't know where to start in the study, not just what to say, but where do I start? start? 
And I know that's situational with studies, yeah. but there are some good tools that we can use out there yeah. um, that that are kind of already given that have a, a, a scripture reference with a question that we're trying to answer to get back to the Bible to show yeah. Jesus has all authority and to understand he does. There is truth. There is absolute truth that we can know. And so, yeah. um, you know, we 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 had a uh, as a church event, we had a, a evangelism process come in. I went just went blank on his name who came in and helped us with an evangelism program, but we yeah. use some of those back to the Bible okay. uh, pamphlets that yeah. is a good source that helps give you a little confidence um, to go out and have at least a starter Bible study. Yeah. Uh, Rob Whitaker is his name. Okay. I was about to look it up, but you, you beat me to it. So, yeah. um, but, uh, you know, we, we go back to your thought of, you know, we think we have to know everything before we go out and talk to people about Jesus. Brandon, do you know everything about the Bible? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, and I don't either. I don't. I don't know a single person that does. Yeah. Right. I mean, so Corey Collins, who unfortunately is is you know he, he's retiring, he's on his way out. He's, um, but one of the most knowledgeable people of the scriptures that I know. Yeah. He will tell you up front. I don't know everything about the scriptures, yeah. which is also the beauty of it. Too, it is because we will never stop learning. We will never know it all. We keep growing. And that's part of the Christian faith right there. And, and Correct. All things work together. Yeah. Well, and, and if we were to have, if we were to know everything, then we would be God yeah. <laughs> and, and we're not. And I don't want to be, right. I, I have no desire to, to be God. I, I, I'm very happy allowing God to be God and allowing Jesus to cover my sins and, and for me to live the best life that I can. Um, but we don't have to know in, in no other profession in the world, yeah. no other anything in the world is the idea that in order to begin, you have to know everything first. Right. Nowhere. So it's always a growing process. It's always, you know, you yeah. talk to somebody about playing baseball, right? Yeah. Well, you start somewhere, you start with T-ball, yeah. right? Start with softball, you start, you know, wherever, and then you grow and you get better. You don't have to know everything to start. Right. <laughs> I mean, you've got some kids. They they play sports? Uh, they have played sports. They're not in it right now. But, yeah, okay. they've played some t-ball, some soccer. Yeah. They've been on the swim team. So Did they did they know all the rules to all those things? Before no, they... not even after the season was over. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Didn't do them justice as the coach. <laughs> so, but, but, I mean, we think that. It's just the way that if I don't know what to say, then I'm messing up. Like, well, no, you're not. Yeah. I find it personally. I know some people disagree, but I find it when somebody tells me, I, I actually don't know the answer to that. Let me, let me get back to you. You appreciate it more, don't you? I appreciate that so much. Yeah. As opposed to just a blanket. Oh, it's this, this, and this, and that's not at all true. It's not at yeah. all. You don't know, make up answers. Don't don't don't, make up, don't 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 fake your way through it. No. This is not something to fake at all. This no. is something with this, this affects people's lives exactly. And I think that that realness of saying, "I don't know," I think is so powerful, and I think it's underutilized. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, I think there's a lot of things that that we can do that we don't do because we are afraid. Yeah. And fear, fear, fear will push us in one of two ways. Uh, it will, it will help us shrink back and we will, we will not do anything or it will yeah. propel us forward and we are active. Um, speaking of that, I'm going to touch base on that tonight for real quick. <laughs> um, but I want you to notice in Mark chapter five, 
Mark chapter 5, and then also Luke chapter 8 is where I'm going to come back to at the end of the sermon of a, uh, I think, a biblical example of somebody who was uh, asked or commanded, rather, to go to his neighbors. And we'll explain that more tonight. But at the end, it's a demon-possessed man. And we usually don't go to this story. Usually we might go to the Good Samaritan of who is our neighbor, and our our neighbor is the one who shows mercy. And I totally agree. We're going to touch base on that as well. And so compassion and mercy and this loving kindness is all through this who is my neighbor. It's those who need mercy and and compassion and loving kindness, and also those who receive. So... (laughs) To boil it down to who's my neighbor, it's everybody. It's everybody. All right, I'm giving yeah. you the answer early. Yeah. Um, but spoiler. <laughs> but what you do with this is what he, what Jesus asked this demon possessed man, who he's healed. He was one who lived among the tombs. He's he runs around naked and he's high, he's howling day and night at the moon, basically. And he's yeah. there's nobody that wants to be around him, nor can they contain him. Yeah. But yet he, Jesus comes to him and he cast out these demons and he casts them into the swine, if you remember, and they run down into the run down yeah. the hill and into the sea and they all drown. That's a lot of money going Yeah, those, those uh, <laughs> what do you call them? They're not sh- are they herdsmen, shepherds, farmers, herdsmen, whatever. Pig farmers. Pig farmers. Uh, <laughs> they're probably not very happy with Jesus right now. And so we see that because they go back into town and they say, hey, this, look what this guy's doing. Yeah. They come back out and all the people see this demon-possessed man in Matthew, or excuse me, Mark chapter 5 and verse 15. It says, then they came to Jesus and they saw the one who was demon-possessed and they had a legion. He was sitting and he was clothed and he was in his right mind. And they were afraid. They were afraid. Yeah. Now, if you go to the front of the story, all these people, it doesn't necessarily specifically say it. I'm going to uh, assume. Assuming yeah. is bad, but I'm going to assume. They've tried binding this guy. Can't do it. They've yeah. tried shackling this guy. Can't do it. Yeah. Uh, this guy is howling, cutting, doing all these things. These people are afraid of the guy. They're avoiding this, him for a reason. Yes. They, uh, he doesn't have any friends out there right now. No. Um, so they're afraid of the guy. Jesus heals the guy, makes him whole, casts out the demons, and now they're afraid of Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there's no, where else are you going to go? <laughs> yeah. But so we have some of them who are afraid and notice what they ask him. Yeah. They're going to ask him and beg Jesus to leave and to go away. Verse 18. Yeah. Basically begged him, go, be, go away, depart from us. Yeah. Well, why? He was a good man. He was a perfect man. He's what everybody needs, but yet they were afraid. Yeah. And so it pushed him to to ask Jesus to, I don't want to have anything to do with it. I'm too afraid. Yeah. Well, Versus and, the other side, at the yeah. end of that, the rest of them are going to marvel. and They want to see what's happened. Well, I want to know more about this Christ. Yeah. And I, I imagine these people were afraid. I mean, you, if there was a demon-possessed man here at Keller <laughs> who we had tried to shackle and we had tried to restrain and we had tried to do all, and it just nothing worked, yeah. we would also be afraid to go near him. And then somebody comes along and heals him. How you're more powerful than right. that guy? You yeah. have more what? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be afraid of that guy. Yeah. I'm going to whoever it was that overpowered him, right? Yes, I'm going to be afraid of that guy. And uh, so, I mean, it, it it certainly makes sense, but it's kind of a comical picture, right? Yeah. This guy who once was just psycho yeah. is now. He's normal. He's yeah. sitting there. He's sitting down. Yeah. Oh no! What do we do with this guy? <laughs> and uh, and and so, but I think you're getting to the point, or in, unless I I missed it, but where the guy who was demon possessed now has a responsibility. Yeah. And that responsibility is to go and tell others about what happened to him. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that's so powerful. Yeah. The wording he's going to use is tell them what great things the Lord has done for you. 
And so when people are too afraid or what do I say, you tell them about what God has done for you. He's yep. forgiven you of your sins. He is with you and he's going to help you. He's going to aid you. He's, he's given you all spiritual blessings. He, yep. I mean, there are tons of things that we could tell them just of what has transpired in our own lives. Yeah, absolutely. And if we can't see those or if we don't know those, then we may need to self-evaluate again and yeah. see where our hang-up is. Yes. And so, once again, uh, for those who are listening, you know, well, what, what, are y'all, what are y'all really trying to say? What are we asking? Yeah, we may be a little nervous. This may be a first time we've ever tried this. We've never done that before, so it may be a little scary. We're not saying that that's wrong to be scared to go out and talk to people because in this culture, we just live in a culture that is a little bit more scary. Yeah. We can rather, we'd rather text or, or instant message or write an email or something where we don't have to come face to face. But I want to ask you just to try it. Yeah. Just to try it and just to engage somebody and, and talk to them about what God's done for you. Yeah. Whatever small or big thing that is at that case. And that opens a door yeah. for maybe more conversations later. Yeah. And if it goes well, that's a success. Yeah. And if it's a failure, that's okay. Try again. That's that's a success too. That's still a success. Because we are tasked only with going and talking to people about Jesus. We're not tasked with what their response is. No. We're not responsible for their response. And I've, I've had this conversation with a few people lately, a few people lately that like you, you are not responsible for what other, other people do. Yeah. You're only responsible for yourself. And I think that is really important for us to grasp. And you know, it's, it's okay to be afraid. Yeah. It's okay to be, uh, to be worried. It's okay to be a little embarrassed, honestly. I mean, it's, it's, it's a little embarrassing the first time you try it. It's a, God loves me. Yes, God does love you. And it's okay to say that. And it's okay to believe. It's, it, it feels embarrassing and, and it feels whatever it is, whatever that emotion is, it's okay to feel that. But I think what it's not, when it becomes not okay is when you allow those fears and you allow those anxieties and you allow those, whatever it is to stop you from talking about Jesus. Yeah. And going back to the sower that you mentioned at the first, you know, when he goes out, you realize how many out of the four different fields he's going to plant in, which one is going to reap is going to be 25%. Yep. And so for every, biblically, for every four people you talk to, you may get one that responds. And that's assuming that those fields are all the same size. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And so the, we should expect more no's. Yes. We should expect more I don't want to's. Yeah. We should expect no thank you's. Yeah. But when we come to that one, man, that is a huge success. And it you is. don't know what that's going to yield later. Yeah. Going back to Southeastern where we kind of started to in our connection there. Yeah. I had a buddy on the football team. His name was Josh Howe. That me and another buddy of mine who were members of the church, we started talking with him a little bit. Just started talking to Jesus. And he got into studying. He was converted. Um, he converted his girlfriend at the time, who's now his wife. He converted his dad, his mom, his sister, his brother-in-law, and he has like like an army of of kids now. I think it's six <laughs> in all, seven maybe. Um, and all of them are Christians. He's he was a gospel preacher for a while. Uh, you just don't know yeah. the ramifications of what will go if you just open a door. Yeah, have a conversation. Sometimes it's one conversation that opens that door. Yeah, that's sometimes all it takes. So. Well, Brandon, I uh, I appreciate you coming on and talking. Hey, it's um, been a pleasure. Thanks yeah. for having me and. I, I really, I really, uh, I've enjoyed, I, I appreciate the topic that I'm going to get to be able to speak on tonight. Just, okay. just the fact of go, uh, yeah. something that 
we, we don't do a lot of times. We yeah. don't do well. And so when I'm talking to the listeners or when I'm preaching tonight, I tell everybody I, I'm preaching this sermon and I'm talking to myself here. Yeah. I, I need to go to my neighbors. Yeah. Ask me, do I know my neighbors? A little bit. Have I talked to them about Jesus? No, not all of them. A couple yeah. of them maybe. But I need to do act upon what I'm telling and preaching as well. So yeah. a challenge and charge to us all. Yes, so it go, is. go to our neighbors, and our neighbors, everybody who we come in contact with to share the Word of God with. That's right. Well, uh, Brandon, I appreciate you being on here, man. It's um, it's always always good to catch up, always good to talk. And uh, for all of you listening, we, we thank you for taking the time out of your day to, to, to listen to us. It's uh, it's always humbling to know that there are people that want to listen to me. Um, that's, uh, that's an interesting thing. I'm still wrapping my mind around that, but uh, we, we thank you, and uh, we ask that you listen just a little longer and you can hear how you can help us out. Uh, we love you all. Hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Bible Conversations. We want to ask if you have any questions, suggestions, or comments, that you please email us at kcocbibleconversations at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media. We've got a Facebook page as well as an Instagram account. Our Facebook page is very simple. It's just Bible Conversations. On Instagram, it's very simple, at Bible Conversations. Uh, look us up, like our posts, and share it with your friends. We also have a an opportunity for you to help us financially through a, through a store uh, via Kim's Closet. And you can find that. Uh, you can just type into Google Kim's Closet. We have a, uh, we have a link as well that, that we will be posting in, in each of our episodes and we just hope that you will that you'll reach out and find us and uh, purchase a hoodie or a shirt uh, with the logo on it and that way you can spread the word without having to say a word so we appreciate you thank you all have a blessed week